Now, as we all know, Europe and the EU are not the same, not the same at all. There are 23 European countries which are not, repeat, not members of the EU, and Albania is one of them. Even if you take out Russia and Turkey and exclude some microstates, that still leaves easily over 15 countries that are not members of the EU. There's also the further fact that there are four EU countries, namely Sweden, Finland, Austria and the Republic of Ireland, who are committed constitutionally to some form of neutrality. So the concept that the EU could form the basis for a military alliance is simply not grounded in reality. Far from it. And I wish somebody would explain that to President Macron. Now, I'm going to talk about three areas, very briefly, the position of the UK in relation to China. Secondly, and importantly, the extent to which the economy of China is linked and connected with the economies of the West. And this part may be a little bit depressing. And thirdly, and encouragingly, very briefly, about the way that the countries of Europe, all Europe, have cooperated in response to the outrageous invasion of Ukraine. And finally, I'll have a very quick word to say on wokeness. Now, to the UK. The UK is still a European country and always will be. And in the matter of China, the UK is allied very specifically with Australia and the United States in the Pacific through the new AUKUS alliance. It is, of course, well known that as part of that alliance, Australia cancelled the order for its order for diesel submarines from France. Now, if I may mix the metaphor, Australia got a lot of flack from this, but one has to make the point that not only is a nuclear submarine, if you think about it, more green than a diesel one, it's also highly unlikely that a diesel submarine would have been as useful as nuclear in the vastness of the Pacific Ocean. Even in China's own backyard, Britain is formally committed to standing up to China. By any comparison, the European Union is not. Now, there's a whole lot more going on in the Pacific. China has threatened already a trade war with Australia. Indeed, with Australian wine, that trade war is already happening. In Sri Lanka, China has not only made substantial loans to Sri Lanka in an effort to gain influence, but has moreover, and rather worryingly, obtained a naval base. Japan is rearming, and above all, Taiwan is under threat. And one should also mention, in passing, China's Belt and Road Initiative in Africa and Asia. And of course, in all of this, New Zealand is neutral with its woke Prime Minister. By the way, in all of this, I cannot resist referring just quickly to the mythology of foreign aid. In the UK, as many here will know, we have a gigantic foreign aid budget tied, not to need, but to an entirely artificial arithmetical formula. We also in the UK, as the Chancellor is saying, as it happens this afternoon, probably just about now actually, that we have a very large budget deficit. So in consequence, in the context of foreign aid, we are borrowing money in order to give it away to other countries. Now, in the justification for this craziness, we're constantly told, is something called soft power. But in relation to Asia and Pacific countries, which we've given very large aid, what has actually happened? 
Well, India abstained on Putin's outrageous invasion in the UN Security Council. The Prime Minister of Pakistan has met with Putin. And South Africa also is entirely neutral. So thank you very much. The evidence is very clear. The concept that foreign aid confers soft power is simply put a gigantic myth. The argument is completely spurious. And the foreign aid lobby should be ashamed, deeply ashamed, of peddling this absolute abject falsehood. Now, I'm now going to address the extent to which the economy of the West is very much linked with the economy of China. Perhaps you'll forgive from a chartered accountant a few statistics. Now, the last year for which we have figures, the German vehicle manufacturer Volkswagen, which is a great company, sold 3,300,000 vehicles in China. By comparison, the number of vehicles that Volkswagen sold in Russia at the same time was about 213,000, less than 10% of the previous figure. There are over three, McDonald's has over 3,600 branches in China. By comparison, in Russia, there are or were about 850. There's also in China an incredible 5,400 branches of Starbucks. Um, they obviously like the coffee, their coffee rather better than I do. On trade as a whole, China's exports to the EU were 472 billion euros. For the United States, China's exports were not so very different. In dollars, 486 billion. Moreover, both the EU and the United States have very large trade deficits with China, over 200 billion each in their respective countries. And now I come to the important point, the point of those statistics. This raises an important question. Can the Western consumer, can the European consumer, do without massive imports of goods from China? And if we have to do without, would the economies of Europe and the United States then function satisfactorily? Real security, we may have to find out the answer to those questions. And I'm not sure that there's a very good one. And frankly, I find this rather gloomy. To be upbeat, however, there is Europe's impressive collective response to the, to the premeditated invasion of Ukraine. No time to go through it all, but for just one example, even Switzerland has put aside its centuries of neutrality and has participated fully in the sanctions on Russia. One hopes passionately, if one can indeed be passionate about a hope, that Europe's sanctions on Russia will work and will also deter China for trying the same thing vis-à-vis Taiwan in the future. Nevertheless, to replicate these same sanctions that are on Russia with China, if China were, for example, to invade Taiwan, would be much, much more difficult and more difficult by degree of magnitude for the, for the reasons for the statistics which I've just given. Now, finally, if you just indulge me, I must say something about wokeness, and I want to pick up something from Brigadier Van Orden's speech this morning. Wokeness may, may be seen as a mere exercise in self-flagellation. But what it really is, 
is a frontal assault on our values. And this is dangerous, very dangerous. We may be headed for a confrontation between authoritarian states and democracy. And if this is what happens, wokeness has reduced, is reducing, and will reduce still further our ability, our capacity, our commitment to stand up for our values. So in my final sentence, it is clear that the ambitions, both territorial and economic, of the Chinese Communist Party is the biggest threat to our democracy and to our values. European pol policymakers, indeed all of us, should and must recognize this. Mr. Chair, thank you very much.